0: Welcome to Living Life. You know, sometimes what is intended to harm you may actually bless you. It may actually bring you to a place of safety. You know, this was, this was the story of Joseph who ultimately rose to the prince of Egypt. Uh, Joseph was someone, if you remember the story in Genesis, Joseph was someone who was uh, really favored by his father Jacob to the exclusion of his other brothers, which brought about some jealousy. He was also given a multi-colored coat, uh, which, it was, which was a sign that he was the favored child as well. And then he had a dream on top of that that said his entire family, essentially, would be bowing down to him. Uh, so he was not uh, someone who was endearing to his uh, brothers. Uh, He was ultimately thrown uh, into a well, and left for dead. But then later on, uh, Judah had an idea, who was one of the brothers, to sell him to some Ishmaelites who were coming along at the time. He was then sold to Potiphar. And at Potiphar, God was with him and favored him. And he was the head of everything in Potiphar's house. Uh, However, uh, his wife accused uh, Joseph of trying to rape her. Uh, Joseph was then thrown into prison, where he meets up with a cupbearer and a baker, and then he has he, he has a dream. They have dreams. He interprets the dreams, and exactly what he says happens. The cupbearer lives. The baker dies. the ki- The king then has a dream, and the cupbearer remembers the one uh, Joseph, who was the one who could foretell the dreams. But Joseph would say, "I can't do it." Was God. Uh, So what happens is Joseph then, as he interprets the dream of the king related to famine, uh, is made in charge, or kind of second in charge of all Egypt. Why, what was the whole purpose of that? Well, God had sent Joseph ahead to bless his family, Jacob and his family, as they would come later on into the land of Egypt when there was a famine in the land and they would be the only means of preserving their lives. So what intended to harm Joseph ultimately was a blessing to his family. So let's take a look at the passage and see how this plays out.
1: John chapter 9, verses 35 through 41. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What? Are we blind too? Jesus said, if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains.
0: Welcome back to Living Life. You know, in the passage, uh, we're still in John, uh, in John 9, uh, 35 through 41. Uh, we see in this passage that the man who was born blind is actually excommunicated or he is removed from the synagogue. Now, when you think about the story, uh, this man uh, who was born blind was actually never really uh, someone who could enter the the synagogue because the feeling was back then, and even today to some extent, that when you had a sickness, especially something like blindness, it was connected with some sin that occurred either in your family or through you. Uh, therefore, it was saying to people that you really did not have a relationship with God. Uh, now, Jesus kind of debunked that when he was, when it was said by the disciple, who sinned? And he said, neither the parents nor this man who was born blind sinned. But it was simply done uh, that God might be glorified and the works of God might be displayed in this man who was born blind's life. So he really wasn't somebody who was part of the synagogue, even though he certainly would have desired to be able to enter the synagogue and uh, having been cleansed and having uh, now uh, been freed and liberated from his blindness and now being able to see. But what happens, he's actually tossed out of the synagogue because that the Pharisees are feeling that he was lecturing them. Uh, and they and he was steeped in sin from birth which Jesus basically said that wasn't the case and he was thrown out of, the sem, out of the synagogue. Wow, what an ending but see that wasn't the ending of the story. what was intended to hurt what was intended to harm this man born blind now freed of his blindness where he could see was actually turned into a blessing to him you know in Romans 8 uh, 2 8 uh, verse 28 says in all things God works for the good of those uh, who love him and who are called according to his purpose in this particular passage this man actually is blessed why because Jesus hears about the fact that he's thrown out of the synagogue and Jesus comes to find him and Jesus encounters this man Wow Jesus comes at our lowest points. At some of the worst point times in our lives, Jesus comes and he's there. And he comes to this man who's born blind and he asks him about does he believe in the Son of Man? And the man says, tell, him, tell me who he is that I may believe. And Jesus says, You are speaking to him right now. For I am the son of man. I am literally translates to I am the son of God. The man man not only believes or trusts, but the Bible says he begins to worship him. Now, uh, this is really interesting because Jesus was... There was a sign here that Jesus was pointing to himself. A sign John, uh, the writer of this gospel, likes the use of signs rather than miracles. And the sign that's pointing to him about Jesus or indicating his identity, his mission, his purpose, is that he is God. Because when he begins to worship Jesus, Jesus does not rebuke him. Jesus does not... Uh, say, I cannot receive your praise or your worship, he actually receives the praise of the man born blind. By that very fact alone, it says that Jesus is God and he's worthy to be praised. So this blind man is praising Jesus, is worshiping him for not just his deed of restoring his sight, but also the fact that he came to him and he introduced himself and offered him salvation and the man trusted in Jesus. So not only was he physically restored of his sight, but now he had spiritual sight. Wow. Jesus completes his healing process When he gives us spiritual sight, it's not just physical healing that the purpose of the objective of Jesus. It's about having our spiritual sight uh, come back to us and our spiritual sight restored. This man now was not just healed, but he was whole. I remember the story in Matthew nine about the paralytic and with the paralytic who was laid before Jesus and one would think that Jesus would say to the paralytic, I see your lameness, I see that you are paralyzed. Get up, you are physically healed. But no, he didn't say that. What he said is your sins are forgiven. This points to the fact that our spiritual wholeness then, that our sin sick condition is more important to God than the physical healing. The physical healing hopefully will move us into a place and point to this spiritual healing that we need. This blind man, like that paralytic, were healed of their sin sick soul. They were forgiven not just for. Their past sins, not just for their present sins, but for even for their future sins. And they came into relationship with Jesus Christ on that day. Today can be the same day for us where we cannot just be physically healed and then die again. But when we can be spiritually healed and forgiven, never more. Have you been healed of your spiritual blindness? Has your sin-sick soul been forgiven? Have you changed the trajectory of your life From hell to heaven. Well, if you haven't, today is the day that Jesus is here to heal your soul. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity that you're giving us on this day that our sin sick soul might be healed and we may no longer be spiritually blind, but we may be forgiven of all of our sins and we may be your new creation because the old has gone, the new has come, and now we have been declared righteous by you. Father, we thank you for this opportunity and I pray that those in the sound of my voice might hear you and might sense your presence and might seek your forgiveness unto eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 이 프로그램은 시청자 여러분의 소중한 후원으로 제작됩니다.
1: i